What's the best way to learn a game? I mean, other than getting a tutorial from a game guru. My name is Jonathan, and this is the Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. This week, our focus shifts from the cafe's usual focus on how to teach games into a different question how to learn them. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. Joining me this week are my co hosts, Amanda Knight. Hey. And Holly Wider. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thank you. A little while ago, I did a series on the finer points of teaching games, but there's one thing I didn't cover, one very important point, and that is if you want to be able to teach a game well, you have to learn it well. And I didn't address that point at all. <laughs> so we're going to cover that this week. Holly, let's start with you. Do you ever have to be the one to learn how to play a game so you can teach your friends? Oh, yeah. All and the time. How do you go about it? Um, personally, for me, I like to bring games that I've just learned because mm-hmm. I like them to my friends. You're excited about them. Yeah, I'm excited about them. But sometimes I've gone to Snakes and Lattes with my friends and we go pull something off the shelf together and I'll be like, okay, let's, uh, let's learn this game. So it's, wow. it's interesting. Yeah, Just cold calling it. Yeah. How about you, Amanda? Well, this is a really embarrassing topic for me. So <laughs> oh, um, I didn't really know we we're going to be talking about this. But uh, what I normally do is when my friends want to learn something, hopefully it's something I already have on my shelf. If it's not, I usually tend to go out and actually buy the game. I buy the game. I read the rules. I read the rules for like three days. I sleep with the rules under my pillow and hope they seep into my mind. You don't actually do that. I don't do that part. Uh, But I do, however, uh, walk myself through a game playing everybody by myself. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'm usually ready to go. I can't believe I'm not the only one who does that. (laughs) It's, It's a weird thing when you admit it. It sounds ridiculous, but it really does help when you want to learn a game. All right. Um, We're going to get into some sort of techniques later. Um, <laughs> so, your, so your method is, is, is very, very involved, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like mine. You really sort of, it's, it's like method learning. Yeah, I like to immerse myself in the game. Yeah. I am the game. I'm like mm-hmm. that too. So whereas uh, Holly, just pulling a game off the yeah. shelf, <laughs> not really a lot of chances to do that, uh, I suppose. No, no, but uh, it, it's... An, it's very uh, spontaneous, and I, I enjoy learning something like right there. I feel like Holly's maybe better at learning games than we are, Jonathan. There, 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 there is a possibility of this. Yeah. Let's 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 let's, <laughs> let's ask some probing questions oh, no. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What sort of results do you tend to get with this? Do do, you, do people usually manage to stay focused, have a good time, not sort of get lost in the middle of everybody getting into it? Um, I should make a note that when we do that, it's usually my gaming friends. Like it's mm. us three that are like. We're gonna go and we're gonna learn this game, and we're all very who are into the hobby. yeah. I don't. I would never do that with people who are like, "This is fun," and then I'd be like, "Let's learn this game." Um, if you ever want to swap friends, I'm <laughs> uh, more yeah, than happy yeah, to do okay, that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll see if they, I'll get them in contact. So it becomes with a sort of a, a like a group excursion. Yeah, this yeah, game, so exactly. Where you all get to explore it together. You all get to experience mm-hmm. figuring it out together. Mm-hmm. And like, it's interesting because we would learn it at Snakes and Lattes. Mm-hmm. But I know that like gurus can be like scarce sometimes. So sometimes, yeah. we want to be like, we're gonna learn this. If we have questions, we'll ask. Mm-hmm. So like, I think the last one we learned was Arkham Horror. Um, and we wow. just like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, granted, I was super tired when we learned it, but <laughs> I did pick up on it and we got through it. And I think we, I think we succeeded. Yeah. Um, what time did you start playing? Um, probably like 6 p.m. 
And you would have finished like around two in the morning, right? Well, no, it was like midnight we finished. So okay. yeah, actually... you 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 guys did it. Like, yeah, you... we did. Wow, I know that was that's impressive. Arkham Horror is famously difficult to learn, yes. especially with that rule book. Yes, mm-hmm. I, although I had played it previously, I just couldn't really uh, recall really all the rules. But that would definitely help yes. instead of knowing the rhythm of it ahead yeah. of time. And uh, obviously, nothing is better than that. But in this case, we're we're going to be talking specifically about, for the most part, at mm. least, about games where you've never played them before. You're just coming at it completely cold. Yes. Um, I feel like for a lot of people who visit the cafe, uh, they don't really have a lot of friends who are into games, mm. and they might be curious about it. But they're sort of having to sort of explore this territory without really a lot of prior knowledge of what they're going to encounter, and so it can be really scary, really intimidating for them to have to approach this with nobody else to guide them and uh, with not a lot of resources to do it. So I'm hoping this episode will be helpful for them. All right, you've got a new game. You're going to teach it to some friends. You're doing this by yourself. Mm-hmm. Really, Amanda, three days? Yeah, like three days. I'm not joking. Okay. I wish I, wish I was joking. For me, it's usually one day. For me, it's about three. I usually get the rules. I'll read the rules the first day. Um, I'll read them through like once and then the next like day. Like every page? Like every page of every the rules. Word. Every word. Every word of the rules. Then I, second day is more of a go through, get the finer points. And third day is a review day. Okay. Um, granted, I'm not spending literally all day doing it. <laughs> I have a life. Uh, I know it doesn't sound like I do. In the back of your head while you're doing other things. Yeah, basically I just kind of like to give myself a sense because I do find when you have a cram session with a game, um, it's unlike whenever I've had a study cram session. For some right. reason, it doesn't sink in as well uh, compared to um, like me actually learning something in school. So I, I need I need a bit of time. Thing, actually, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not just time, but it's also repetition. Yeah, yeah, uh, and figuring out sort of how a game works, mm-hmm. the intricacies of the games, the in and outs. At what point in this uh, process do you actually take out the pieces and set up the board uh, according to the how to set up the game bit at the start of the rulebook? So I'll usually do that on day number two and then kind of figure out the finer points of, okay, so how do I teach the game? So one is, what is this game? How do you play the game? Two, day two is basically me figuring out how do I teach the game? And day three is me refining sort of my my fancy things I'm going to say and my qu- little quips I'm going to put in there. <laughs> I got to have those. It's little flourishes for yes. your presentation. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah. love having those. My, my PowerPoint as well. Yes. I need to make that. <laughs> Get your slides all set up. Yeah. All right, Holly, your turn. Walk us through the process <laughs> of having you and your game playing buddies. Yes. Going through the process of learning how to play a game. Walk okay. us through this. Um, I am, I'll dig right in there, take the rule book out and be like, all right, let's set this up. And I like to play as we figure it out and then go, how do we play now? Oh, this is the actions that you have. Do the actions, and then if something does come up, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll read that part so of it. So you just jump straight yes. into the deep end of the pool. Yes. You haven't even finished reading the rule book for the first time, yes. and you're already taking turns. Yep. Wow. <laughs> you guys are really brave. That reminds me of when I was a kid and how I used to learn board uh, games. When I was younger, that is, that is like... That is exactly how I used mm-hmm. to do it. There became this weird point in my life where the more complicated the game I got, the more afraid I became of just winging it and mm-hmm. hoping for the best. So I think it's really brave that you just <laughs> go for it, and it's amazing that it works for you. But see, the thing is, like, I we learn it, and we play it, and it's fun, but I don't think I'd feel comfortable teaching it after that. Like, for mm-hmm. me to learn then to teach, I'd have to go back to the game, and then I'd still, like, right away set it up, but then I would meticulously go through What's it. What's your audience, right? When your audience mm-hmm. is your gaming buddies. Yeah. 
then uh, everybody's having going to have a good time because yeah, yeah. we're all friends. Even if you make together. terrible, dumb mistakes, mm. everybody's fine with it. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you're uh, if it's if it's people who you're trying to entertain at the cafe, that's yeah. So maybe the difference being um, when you're with your friends, your friends uh, make you feel comfortable enough that you can just do that. Yeah. And when Jonathan and I are absorbing games, and usually absorbing them just for just for the sake of the cafe, or when I'm absorbing them for my friends who. I love them. I hope they're not listening to this. I love them, but they aren't super into mm-hmm. games. So it's hard for me because I have to adjust my teach for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because your your friends sound like they're great, they, they help you feel comfortable enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So what about looking at... You mentioned the uh, the sort of the ins and outs, the little eccentricities. Do you find yourself going onto the internet looking for FAQs and finding little sort of bits of uh, things to, to point out as part of your teach? The FAQs is, this is even more embarrassing. The FAQs are usually my later after I've uh, sort of put the final touches on my teach and after I've taught a game a bit, then I'll, what I'll usually do is I'll go online and I'll look up the game and I'll read little things about it, little rules and things that people like to try or change. So for example, with Anomia, um, I teach Anomia to two people all the time because I find it's a really good two-person game, really? but it's not really actually a two-person game. It's just a teach I found online after... I had taught Anomia a bunch and was like, wow, what else can I look up for Anomia? This really sounds like I have no life. I really don't like this episode. I promise I don't just look up games. I do other things. Gaming is life. Well, at least it's it's a very enjoyable part of life. Yeah, it's like the game of life, except not at all like that. Not at all. It's not the game of life. (laughs) So then there's the question of setting up a sample game with your friends. This is something that I... Amanda, you have no idea what a comfort it is to me to know that I'm not the only one who does this. If I'm expected to play a particular game with my friends, I will set it up as Mm -hmm. in the rule book and actually play through a sample game where I pretend to be the various different people and I play them in character as my friends who I expect to be playing it with. That's pretty intense. Yeah, that's That's pretty intense. I usually just set it up and play it as a bunch of me's. Me too. Yeah, which uh, doesn't usually go great. I'm not, (laughs) it's better when I have diversity, I find. The, well, the, the best thing of all, though, would be to be able to do this with your actual friends being present, like what Holly mm-hmm. does. Uh, being able to explore this together with them. I mean, I guess, I, I suppose it again comes from people who are uh, who are sort of familiar with this kind of game. They're mm-hmm. more likely to be interested yeah. in that mm-hmm. process. They want to learn, I guess. They, they want to learn it. They're interested. Along with it. They, uh, they're, they're not just, just like, okay, teach me this so we can start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if I don't know if you guys have ever had friends that want to learn something, like, yeah, we really want to learn this because it sounds neat. And then as soon as you get to the part where you actually have to try to explain it to them, they're like, oh, oh, can you just skip to the part where we play the game? And can you just, no, I don't care about this. And I'm like, no, you have to listen. Yeah. Listen to me. Listen to me. They're they're worse than, than you know, than children I've taught mm. games to at the cafe. Kids are often a lot more focused. They are. You know, they're interested. This is something new. This is different. They want to yeah. get into it. They're listening to you. But uh, that. In some ways, kids are better learners than grown-ups because they're less afraid. They've, they have not learned the lessons that we have to mm. fear failure. That's true. And because they don't usually question you when you're teaching them something. Yeah. So every child I've ever taught a game to, I tell them what to do in the game. And I say, you roll the die and you do this thing. Yeah. I've never had a person go, oh, but so what if this and like cut me off when they're a <laughs> child? That doesn't happen. So one of the best tips we can really give somebody who's seeking to learn a game, I suppose, is be like the kid version of yourself. Yeah. yeah. 
So one of the things that I was actually uh, preparing and researching this episode, one of the things that I was going to mention is how terrible an idea it is <laughs> to just start learning a game there at the table with uh, your friends. And now here we have exhibit <laughs> A for why that's actually awesome if you have the right crowd. Um, tell us a little bit more about your methodology here. Okay. Um, I, I've had this happen a couple times too with tables or for some reason that it comes up. But it's really helpful, I feel like, while you're reading the rules is, like, giving the other people a task to do mm. so that you're also, like, reading it, like, very quickly while it's like, oh, um, sort all these cards over here, like, numbers 1 to 50 um, out in a pile. So they're doing that as you're, like, reading what comes next. Cool. And, and the setup section usually comes at the start of the rule. Yeah, too, exactly. So, so you kind of give them the idea of the setup. So while they're setting it up, you're kind of like, okay, how does this play? What is, like, the goal of the game? And... and pretty much everything you do to when you're teaching it. But um, yeah, I find that's very helpful and it's kind of an inclusive thing. And then you're like, this is how the turn base goes. And then as they're asking questions, you're like, yes. And you like flip to it and you're kind of reading it along with telling them how it goes. Mm-hmm. I so, feel like works. Mm-hmm. so part of this, uh, part of your success in this involves having everybody jump in. Yeah. And yes. just start, even if they don't quite know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you often find that uh, you wind up doing things wrong that way because of stuff that you didn't know from later on? Uh, I feel like for certain complex games, it could definitely um, venture off to that. And you're like, oh, we did this. Uh. But for me, when I'm playing a game, if we ever do something that like is against the rules, I'm like, okay, we did that. We just don't do it again. Right. So like next time, like if this comes up, just don't do it. We won't be like, go back to that time and like <laughs> reverse this turn because that just kind of like is, is silly. Yeah. yeah. It's, so totally. it's a learning game. First time out. Yeah. You know, we're just yeah. we're, we're, we're going to make a bunch of mistakes mm-hmm. and we're all okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's actually, I think, really good advice to anybody who's learning a game is mm-hmm. understanding that, especially if it's a relatively complicated game, you will make mistakes, and mm. that's okay. And Yeah, it's totally okay to make mistakes. I feel like there are a lot of people that come, and they're on dates, or they're, you know, out with family, and there's this idea that, like, you know, everyone wants to impress everyone. I think the fun about having a game, playing games with people is that you don't have to necessarily impress everybody. You just have to have a good time, <laughs> you know? Um, it's easy to lose sight of that, especially for grown-ups. Uh-huh. Again, goes yeah. back to that question of fear and uh, not wanting to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's one other thing, and that is that for the most part, rule books, um, yeah, they're... Awful? <laughs> usually, yeah. yes. Um, I, I, I feel like most of the people who write rule books tend to be the designers who created the games and yeah. are very close to that process, and they've lost the sense of what it's like to be somebody who doesn't already know all of this. Yeah, yeah, like the rule book for ladies and gentlemen, for example, which is a fantastic game, but that's a tough rule book to read. Um, I think as well when it comes to analyzing a rule book, the idea thing is the ideal thing is to take the rule book and break it up into segments. Mm-hmm. So instead of because the problem I usually have with rule books is that they just aren't laid out properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of a book, they're like, if you have this power, you do this thing, and I'm like, wait, what? What am I doing? What am I even doing? Where's the setup? And the setup's at the back. And you're like, why is this here? This should be at the front. So it's to make sure you're following. And when it it comes to even how we teach games Mm -hmm. at the cafe, uh, setup, um, phase, uh, turn phase, however many of those you have, things you do, then any special things. Um, And then hopefully, if there are any symbols in the game, you have a symbol cheat sheet at the back. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. having a glossary on the back page is super useful to have, mm-hmm. and more and more rule books are starting to incorporate that. More and more books are also starting to incorporate a game flow section at the start, mm-hmm. where it gives you a certain overall 
uh, not very detailed, but just general sense of what this game goes through as like it moves sheets. from beginning to yeah, middle to cheats, end. Yeah, cheat sheets are Player great. aids. Uh, do rule books usually work for you and your friends? Have you sort of managed to learn the dialect that they're written uh, in? Yeah, kind of. I mean, rule books are all kind of mostly convoluted in mm-hmm. some sense. But I find just like the layout of a rule book, if there's like pictures and it kind of shows you like, this is how you do this. It's a lot easier than... Text is just a really yeah. difficult medium for conveying these things. Yeah. And yeah. Combining text with images is certainly a lot better. But mm-hmm. you know what else you can do? Now that we have the internet, there's this thing <laughs> it's called YouTube. Yay. And on YouTube, there are these things called videos. And uh, on YouTube, there's also a gentleman, which I have to mention. His name is Rodney Smith. He's from Prince Edward Island. He's awesome. He's like, imagine the world's most kind and patient dad... Hmm. explaining to you a really complicated game in really, really thorough, patient, (laughs) gentle detail. Not talking down to you like you're dumb, but like you're a smart kid who wants to play but doesn't know anything about this. Sounds pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. He's a legend. I love Rodney. Um, And if he he has done a... a, a, uh, his, His channel is called Watch It Played. If there's a watch it play video for the game you're trying mm-hmm. to learn, then for goodness sake, watch it play. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that friend. Um, on the other hand, it's still not as good as you can be a person, but when yeah. you're learning it, when you're learning a game, that can be an amazing yeah. resource, I promise. Have you guys ever used uh, videos to learn how to play a game? No, not really. And I, I think it comes back to one, I like having people teach me a game personally, mm. to the lore of games. So this idea of so-and-so taught me a game, so there might be something I do slightly differently because they do it slightly differently. And we all add our own spins, and sometimes those things are amazing. Usually they're pretty amazing. Would you incorporate it into your three-day process? Uh, uh, no. No? Because that only <laughs> takes me, like, one day to, like, learn it from somebody. I see. If they're... If they're no, I, mean, I mean, like, if, uh, if, if you're on your own, if you have to learn a game mm. so that you can be the one to teach it later... Oh. Do you think that something like a, a, a like a fan made YouTube video would be a valuable resource for you, or do you prefer having the the actual component itself, and just that, with no outside uh, elements to uh, to bias influence me? Yeah, um, I prefer coming up with my own teaches for games and my own way um, and my own absorption of a game. And I think a lot of people are like that. Um, I also think that that's a bit of a problem when it comes to learning a game at a table with your friends. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because then you become all about, how do I absorb the game? It's not really about that. It's about, uh, like like Holly was saying, it's about playing this game mm-hmm. with my friends, learning and having fun. Do you think you would uh, you incorporate something like YouTube videos into your friend's process? Or would you um, prefer to... That would be probably something I would do on my own. And it would be probably only if I didn't have access to the game. Mm. So I would, if I was interested in learning a game and I just didn't have a physical copy at the moment, I'd probably look into that before jumping into a game. Yeah, we're, the three of us are mostly sort of into game culture. I have yeah. a sense that we're, uh, we, we tend to enjoy the actual thing itself, whereas yeah. people who are more newcomers might prefer using uh, videos as a, as a resource. Mm. That's it for this week. If there's a topic you'd like us to go into, tweet it to us at SnakesCast. We can't always do every request we receive, but we love to when we can. Holly, Amanda, thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. The SnakesCast is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Benson. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. Until next week, game on. Game on.